Good morning, Little Prince and Princesses. This is Oprah Trade at Little Princess Talk Time. Uh, today is May 4th. This is our monthly uh, creation of um, how to manifest and how to manifest easily. And today I'm going to give you just a little bit more insight that I have gotten um, from studying and trying to manifest the things in my life that I want. So, first of all, let's talk about, let's say that there was something that you really wanted and you tried to manifest it, you tried to see it, you felt it, you um, you were able to get the right feeling, you were able to get the right state of mind at the time that you did it. And let's say that the next day, since a lot of us are doing revision of each one of our days, that's to me, that's the easiest way. But just say that you revised that day, you felt it, you were able to see it and believe it. But let's say, okay, so at the time that you did it, it was okay. But let's say that you got, you got a contradicting thought. So this is all about our thought life, guys. We think 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So if you think the wrong thing, you have to understand that when you think, your mind is going to give a reflection of that in your outer world. So when you think the wrong thing and you don't go back and correct that thinking, it's going to start manifesting that which you, which you, which you, that last thought, which you thought. And let's say that you're, you have a stronger belief in that thought than you had in the one that where you felt it and could see it. And, and that was maybe a weaker thought. So your stronger thought is going to manifest faster than your weaker thought. Okay. So anytime, that's why you have to, in your meditation, you have to watch what you're, you have to watch what you're thinking and you have to learn how to watch your thoughts throughout the day. And when, and when you find that there is contradictory thoughts to what you're expecting, you have to let them go or you have to revise them so that, uh, that that thought won't manifest itself. I know that sounds crazy, but okay. I, this morning I'm going to give you uh, a lot of background, and uh, this this podcast may be a little longer than the other one because what I'm going to do is actually read you word for word of uh, what one of the authors has experienced in his life, and he says basically if you don't get this understanding then you will not or will take you longer to manifest what it is that you want. Okay, so let's get started. Let me go over to that to that chapter. See, can I find it? Okay, so it's talking about um, what is life? You have to ask the question of what is life? This is by Ernest, Ernest Holmes. I looked at what's called success. Creative success in life, something like that. But it's by Ernest Home, so you can you can look Ernest Ernest Home up and find the PDF file online because that's how I got it. Or you can go to YouTube and type in the create uh, the creative success of life. All right. So anyway, let's at the end I will give you the exact name because I'm trying to I'm talking to you, and at the same time I'm getting ready to read to you, so I don't have the if the page right before me. So it says in the first place, what we what what do we mean by life? 
We mean that which we see, feel, hear, touch, or taste, and the reason for it. We must have come into contact with all we know of life. We have already found what life is, or we could not have had any of the experiences that we have had in life. It, God says, in the beginning was God. And then, paraphrase it, in the beginning was life. Out of this life, which is everything, which is made. So life must flow through all things, and there is no such thing as dead matter. Moreover, life is one. It cannot be changed except into itself. So all forms or forms of this unity must come and change except itself. All forms of forms of this unity must come and go through some inner activity. The inner activity of life or nature must be some form of self-consciousness or self-knowing. In our human understanding, we would call this inner knowing or consciousness as a thought. The spirit or life or God must make things out of himself through self-recognition or self-knowing or as we call it, thinking. Since God is all, there is nothing to hinder him from doing what he wishes. And the question is, how do things come into being to into being? Is answered. God makes them come into being out of himself. God thinks or knows that things which he thinks or knows appears from himself and is made out of himself. There is nothing, there is no other possible explanation for what we see unless people are willing to begin here. They will never understand how it is that things are not material but spiritual. Okay, guys, if you guys understand what he's saying, he's saying if you if you're a Christian and you read the scriptures, you know that it says uh in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. So if you think about words, words are what? If you had to define what words are, words come from our thought. The things that we think. So basically what Holmes is saying is God is life. And if you remember he said in the beginning, God what God made was made from nothing. So if it was made from nothing, so what you see came from nothing. <laughs> All right. Is that po- logically possible? Logically, that's not possible. But spiritually, if it came from himself, if it, if it came from God because he is spirit, then it is possible. All right. So let's go on a little bit more. He says, but where does man come in? He is, therefore, it therefore it follows that he too is made out of God, since God, God or a spirit is all. Being made out of God, we must partake of his nature, for we are made in his image. 
So the scripture says, man is made in the image of God in his likeness. So if you're made in the image of God, then you have some of the attributes of God. And I think as Christians and human beings, we have a hard time accepting that. But once you accept that, then you can understand the rest of what he is, of how to use God creative power in your mind to bring to pass the things that you want in your life and to dispel the things that you don't want in your life. Okay, let's go on. It says, but where, where does, uh, it says man is the center of, the man is the center of God in God. Wherever God is in the universe, man must be in an individual world. The difference between God and man is one degree, not in quality. So basically, God is the God of the universe. Man is an individual God of his own world from his thinking perspective. That's what he's saying. Is that the question might arise? Why did God do this? No living person can answer this question. This is something that is known only by the Father. We might suppose that God made man to live with him and to enjoy with him and to be one with the Father. It is true indeed that those who have felt this most deeply have had a corresponding spiritual power that leads us to suppose that God really did make man as a companion. Man is the individual and God is the universal. For as the father has life in himself, so he has given to his son to have a life in himself. Man's mind is made out of God's mind and all that man is or will ever be, all that he has or ever will have, must partake of the divine nature. Man did not make it so. But it is already so. He was. He must accept the fact. He must accept this fact and see what he can do with it. If he has the same power in his individual life that God has in the universal life, then this discovery will mean freedom from all bondage when he learns how to use this power. As God governs his universal world, so will man govern his individual world, always subject to the greater law of life. This could not be otherwise if we realize what follows from it. For so realizing, we find ourselves living, a very, living in a very different world from the, one, from the one in which we thought we were living. God governs not through physical laws as a result, but first from the interknowing, then the physical law. In the same way, man governs this world by the process which we will call, for, for want of a better name, the power of his thought. Man's inner life is one with the Father. There can be no separation for the self-evident reason that there is nothing to separate him from God because there is nothing but life and God is that life. So the separation of two things implies but a different element between between them but are it are, are there is nothing different from them. The unity of God and man is firmly established forever. 
My Jesus says, my father and I are one. It's a simple statement of a great soul who perceived life as it shall, as it shall is, and not from mere from not mere from a standpoint of outer condition. Taken as the starting point that man has some life as God, it flows. It follows that. He uses the same creative process. Every, everything is one, comes from the same source and returns again to it. The things which are seen are not made into things which do appear. We, what we see comes from what we do not see. This is the explanation of a whole visible universe. And it's, only possible, it's the only possible explanation. As God thought makes worlds and people them with them all living things, so does our thoughts makes our world and peoples it with all the experiences we have had. By the activity of our thought, things come into our life. We are limited because we have not known this truth. We have thought that the outside things controlled us in our outer world when all the time we have had that within which could have changed everything and given us freedom from bondage. The question then naturally arises, why did God create man to make him a free agent? If God had created us in such a way as to compel us to compel us to do or to be anything that was not of our choosing, we should not have been individuals at all. We would have been automation. Since we know that we are individuals, we know that God made us thus, and we are just discovering the reason why. Let any man wake up to this the greatest truth in all ages and he will find it will answer all his question he will be satisfied that things are what they are he will perceive that he may use his own god-given power so to work to think to live that he will in no way hinder the greater law from operating through him according to the According to the clearness of his perception and the greatness of his realization of his powers, will he provide within himself uh, a starting point through which God may operate. There will no longer be a sense of separation, but it, but in its place will come the divine assurance that he is one with God. And thus will he find his freedom from all suffering, whether it's in his body, his mind, or his, or his estate. Man is beginning to realize that he has life within himself as the great gift of God to him. If he really has life, it is the same nature of the life of God. And if he is an individual and has the right of self-choice, which constitute individuality, then it follows that he can do with his life what he wants to do.
He can make out of himself that which he wishes. Freedom is his, but this freedom is within the law and never outside of it. Man must obey law. If he disobeys it, if he disobeys law, it had he it has to act, he has it has to act as law and so acting as law it will punish him this he cannot change and must submit to freedom comes from the individual from understanding the laws of his own life and conforming to them thereby subject, subjecting them to his use and to the end of health happiness and success Law obtains throughout all natures. Laws obtained throughout nature, governing all things, both seen and un, both in the seen world and in the unseen world. Law is not physical or material, but it's mental and spiritual. Law is God's method of operation. We should think of God as the great spirit whose sole impulse is love, freely given of himself to all who ask and refusing none. God is our father in every sense of the term, watching over us, caring for us, loving us alike. While all is love, yet in order, the things may not be chaotic. All is governed by law. And as far as you and I are concerned, the law is always mental. Our conditions governed govern by our thinking. It is easy for the average person to see how it is that the mind can control to a certain extent the functions of the body. Some can go even further and say that th- that some can go even further and say that this to see that the body is governed entirely by the consciousness. This can be without much difficulty, but it's not easy for them to see how it is that thoughts govern their conditions and decides whether they are successful or failure. Little prince and princesses, your thoughts govern your conditions, meaning that your thoughts are the causes of what is happening in the outside. Uh, in the outside, in your outside world. So basically, he's saying that when you think something, and if you're thinking it in the way that God, so God said what God spoke, and He said there there was light, and light came instantly. So let's say that your light don't come instantly. Let's say it takes two or three days, or two or three weeks, or two or three months. Okay, so you're thinking something and then you're thinking something and you say, okay, well, this is what I want. And you go to think that, but then some thought come to you about uh, you can't have that because you, for whatever the reason is. And then you don't, you just, you don't, uh, you disregard that thought and like, and and don't let it go or don't uh, refute it. Then that thought starts coming to pass along with the other thought that you have. And, And then it Bound that that last thought knocked out your other thought, and that's what's making. And so, if you don't watch your thoughts, then what happens is you produce stuff that you don't want in your life. 
And that's what he's trying to say here. And what he's saying is that we can see that how our behavior is governed by our thoughts. We can see sometimes how our life is even governed by by our thoughts. But we can never see that how our thoughts is what causes the conditions that we have in our lives. That's what you got to see and understand. And once you understand that, little prince and princesses, then you can move forward more steadily. I'm not going to tell you that it's going to be easy because you, we've been thinking like this. If you're 50 years old, you've been thinking like this for 50 years. If you're 75, you've been thinking for 75. If you're 15 or 20, you've been thinking for 20 years. That's going to take time to get rid of that. Okay, so let's go back and I'm going to tell you the exact name of this of this book if I can if I can get there. Give me a minute. Uh, come on. Okay. Uh, let's go back to the beginning. Okay. So it is called Creative Minds and Success by Ernest Holmes. It's called Creative Minds and Success. All right, little princess and princesses. This is a lot. I've given you the basics of what of where you can start and how to clean up what what is going wrong. Um, I guess I, I'll tell you my little experience that I had. I have been uh, revising my day every day. And up until Saturday, last Saturday, um, I did pretty well. And then it was something that I, that I really wanted. And I had been focusing on it for over a month. And boom, lo and behold, it didn't manifest what I wanted on the day that I wanted. And I was kind of bombed. I was kind of bummed out, and then I was like, all right, I'm just going to sit here and do nothing for a while because I'm, I'm thinking something went wrong somewhere, and I don't understand what went wrong. So basically what I found out went wrong was I was brought, it was brought back to my mind by the Holy Spirit. Do you remember thinking this on the day that you did this, and did you not change that? And the answer was I did not change that. So... Little prince and princesses, I'm not saying this is going to be easy, but I am saying that it does work and it takes time to make it work the way you want it to. All right. This is Oprah Trade, the Little Princess Talk Time. If you have any questions, you can put them in the, on Spotify. You can send me a message at the bottom or you can put a question there. Maybe I can answer it. Maybe I can't. Maybe somebody else can answer it. But you should at least be continually practicing. And I give you this book because I don't want to read it word for word for you. I want you to read it for yourself. I want you to listen to the videos and the tapes that I listen to for yourself so that you can get a better understanding by yourself because you are very capable of doing that. All right. Until next time, this is Oprah Trader, Little Princess Talk Time. I will see you guys again on the first Wednesday of June.